spring game, beautiful stadium. I want y'all to come out and pack the palace. Eight days away. Meet you there. Weather looking good as of right now, Tyler. Uh, don't jinx it, man. A lot could change, but let's see. I was looking at it earlier today. And the kiss of death, by the way. Go ahead and bring your uh, parka next Saturday. Now that Teddy I, Big Mouth Layman mentioned it. Just saying. Oh, it's already changed since <laughs> I looked <laughs> nice at it this job, morning. God, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, uh, 65... Low, 82 of a high. Warm day, 30% of thunderstorm chances. But that's cooked in this time of year. No, you know, I've been debating on going shirtless at the spring game this year. And uh, those type of temperatures, I think that that could be shirtless weather for me. I will not have a base tan going into the spring game next week. But that's what Mm. spring games are for, right? That's why I'm going shirtless. The first sunburn of the year. Now, Dylan Gabriel can credit some bad throws to the uh, <laughs> my white body was, in the end zone. There was someone uh, shining a mirror up in the, uh, yeah, the South Loge boxes. Um, now, I was looking yesterday trying to look up some of the the paint on the field for the spring games. It was hard to find. I couldn't find anything. But uh, I did. There was like some articles and stuff written on the spring game. Typically, way earlier than what this is going to be, right? Well, Usually yeah. like well, the first or second week yeah. of April. Yeah, I mean, we, but we've talked about that because with a new staff, they wanted to get as much time in the weight room before they hit right. the, the, the practice field, which made you know all the sense in the world to us. But no, normally we're talking about Masters weekend, right? So right. two weeks or – I feel like normally it's about two weeks in front of what it is this time around. Yeah, which uh, – Helps you with the weather a little bit, a little more uh, maybe stormy, less freezing, but uh, I guess you never really know. Well, Pack the Palace says Eric Gray still feeling like 60, 65 is the goal. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a realistic number. By the way, this is an OG kind of show for us, man. Four hours. We haven't done four hours together in a long time. I don't know how this is going to go. Don't. Remind me of that. I was hoping to just start the show and feel like it's a three-hour show, and maybe you know I won't even notice the fourth hour. But if you bring it up, it's it's going to drag on me. Yeah, Parker's out uh, for a vacation today, so team player Teddy just steps up right off the bench and sacrifices his body to do an extra hour today. I mean, what a guy! I did what a guy. plan on taking a nap. Uh, the first couple of segments of the four o'clock hour. I feel but. like you take a mental nap anytime I yeah. say anything because you're just like, "What?" It's That's where I said it. Yeah, okay, it's true. Um, yeah, this hour is normally reserved for a lot of Cretan talk. So if you have any questions on where By Job is going to go to school or T. A. Cunningham, just tweet or uh, text in for Teddy, and he'll answer all your uh, player specific. Recru- well, I've recruiting got a questions. recruiting question for you. Where's the Adams kid from Avasso going to go? Uh, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably so. I, w- I wouldn't fault him one bit if he ends up going to Alabama. That's what it what it feels like. Is the University of Oklahoma ever going to uh, send him an offer? Uh, I'm kind of past the point now where, you know, I, I like I'm like everyone else. I keep holding out hope that it's going to happen, but at some point, you just have to say, 
you know what? I mean, this for whatever reason, this isn't a situation where they're going to extend the offer. Yeah, I, I feel like the deadline on that was a couple weeks back. So, I, there's still. T- I mean, we're still relatively early on, and maybe they can still get in on this deal. But man, Alabama has made a strong push for him. Yeah, a strong push for him. Well, um, but in all seriousness, about recruiting, I, I know that you're not looking into every single crystal ball and you know all that. But just what's your general kind of opinion? on how this staff is recruiting so far and how they're going about things, just everything that's going into it. Everything that I know about it has – or everything that I've heard, coaches, but would coaches ever say that, man, we're just – we're not getting the response that we hoped? Or would they be – you know, would they just say, yeah, it's going great? I don't know. Everything that I've heard is that – it's going great. They're getting great response from the kids. Um, you know, I I do I do think that Oklahoma needs to get rolling quickly on some of the NIL stuff. And I don't think Oklahoma is going to approach the NIL as a you know, we're going to hand select players from across the country and and try and put together which, by the way, it's not OU doing it. It's um, you know other people around the program that are putting NIL stuff sure. together. But I don't think it's going to be like, hey, this kid's pretty good. Let's offer him $2 million. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Oklahoma is going to have a, like, a set package that everyone gets like this is this is what we're we're trying to do to get everyone on the team to this number same number and now if you do some other stuff on your own with other people now that's on you but uh, as far as us this is this is what we're going to put together and that needs to come together pretty quickly I think and yeah. I don't know where exactly they are on that but you know it all happened really fast. You've got to have something there to just say, here's what we've got here. Congratulations. Let's put it behind us, and this is what we have to offer, and everyone's going to have the same thing according to us. And that way you could just kind of check that box. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it doesn't sound like OU has their whole system and what they want up and ready to go. It does sound like A&M does. It does sound like Texas does. But is that because – there's not a real urgency for this staff because it's such a low I don't know if it's a low priority it's not the biggest priority out there is that why they're still kind of working to get things set up because it feels like to me if some dudes you know first second or third most important thing is NIL OU's going to say I right, best of luck to you but we're probably not the right place for for you to play football at I don't know that that's the case I I think that they I think it's a priority for them to get rolling, but you know there there's a lot of things involved. There's it's it's not just easy to slap together a big fund to start pulling, you know, a bunch of money from donors or whoever it is that's funding these things. I mean, you got to go out, you got to ask for that money, you got to get it. You've um, you got to make sure like you're legally. I think you know there's there's not really a whole lot of guidance from the NCAA or anyone else on exactly how to do it. So I think Oklahoma is 
one of the few places out there that is really trying to focus on doing it right and not just shooting from the hip on it to where you can put something in place that is uh, that's going to be legitimate, that's going to be secure, and you're going to be able to, you know, to be able to offer that up kind of across the board. So I think they're doing it right now. You know, it's going to be different from a lot of people, but I, I think that they're, I think they're close. I really don't, I really don't know like what that means, like how far along that is. Is that a week? Is that a month? Can't that, say that, by the way. I think they're close, man. Yeah, well, that's true. But I, I think there's I think there's definitely gonna be something probably set in stone before this like post spring ball transfer sure. portal stuff gets rolling. I, I love uh, approaching it from the promise of you know, we're not gonna give you eight million dollars up front. You know, we're not gonna give you a million dollars up front, but systems in place to where you know, they earn opportunities as they get through the program. I just I don't love the idea of someone rolling in as a, in as a true freshman and you're giving them $500,000. I just I don't love that idea. I, I much prefer the promise of, all right, is when you're here, you're definitely going to make some cash, but it's going to happen as, you know, you kind of progress throughout your career. And I could see, by the way, Saban's PO'd about this thing. I totally get it from, from his – Kind of from his corner, I don't know if Alabama has been cheating or not, um, but A and M is you know definitely using this new NIL to their advantage. That um, that kind of shakes things up for a school like Alabama, who's used yeah. to having the one or two recruiting class. Now a school like A and M is doing some things that Alabama and Nick Saban doesn't want to do, and they believe in their method, but it might take away a couple recruits from them yeah. every single year. So I I can definitely see why some of these coaches out there who are not going to approach it like A and M are really annoyed that schools like A and M are operating the way they are. Well, anytime you have a like a stranglehold on the operation. The last thing you want is any change up to the system, right? Oh yeah. So, uh, the transfer portal stuff, the the NIL stuff, I can understand Nick Saban not liking it, which you know I can understand him, him not liking it competitively because whatever they were doing before, it was working really good. But I can also understand him not liking it from an aspect of uh, this probably is is not going to be a great thing for these kids. You know, one of the things about college football is there's there's no guarantee of going to the NFL. So while you're in college, you better get your degree, like just take care of your business that way whenever football is done, and you don't make it to the NFL, you have the ability to fall back on something. It's going to be really difficult to to continue to sell that message to kids, which is an important message, whenever they're getting handed stacks of cash whenever they show up. And I'll tell you, man, I whatever whatever you're getting for NIL in college, if you're not going to the NFL – is not going to last you the rest of your life, especially as a college kid blowing it on a bunch of stupid stuff, right? Uh, so, shots aren't stupid stuff, but I guess <laughs> point proven here. I know what you're getting at. Oh, okay. Take offense a little bit to that. Not that. 
shots are not stupid stuff, but they are not a good investment. Okay, as far as return. Well, okay. maybe that's not true. <laughs> you know? Depends on the yeah, situation. Yes, it dude. depends. Uh, text line says, so uh, Teddy Thune, what is the recruiting prognosis at left uh, left backup tackle for the Sooners? That's from Greg and Lawton. Don't know. I don't know. Uh, you don't know it, who they're well, recruiting at backup left tackle? Well, left tackle's the uh, one of the kids is that kid from Deer Creek, right? The Sexton kid? Yeah. Ask Pretty Boy what bar I should commit to for after spring game bre- beverages. Uh, I, That's more, what, O'Connell's? No, uh, Yo Pablo on Yo Campus Pablo? Corner. That is where the postgame show is going to be. From 5 to 7 p.m., I'll be out there. Travis Davidson will be out there. Jordan Evans is going to join us for a Jordan second Jordan Evans. Two. Yeah, uh-huh. Stud. Yep. So, 5 to 7 on Campus Corner at Yo Pablo. If you're not there, then, well, you're kind of a square, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, uh, I, NIL stuff is, um, it sucks, but you got to play the game, and I think Oklahoma uh, rather quickly is going to be able to check that box. If Teddy gets too cranky, just tell him to put on a looser-fitting T-shirt. Well, sometimes I'm cranky because the T-shirt is too loose, right? <laughs> you got it backwards. He's got his uh, Taco Bell T-shirt on today. Yeah. He's had that for about eight years now. I've got I've got a medium T-shirt out in the car if it starts to get too it loose. It is a uh, black T-shirt with gray lettering that says, You had me at Let's Go to Taco Bell. That's what his T-shirt <laughs> says today. I found it in the bottom of a box back there <laughs> yeah, in, the, in the back. It was from a giveaway or something sometime. It's about, I've had this about 10 years, I think. I think I, I got this whenever I first started here, digging around back there and all the giveaway yeah, you know, crap. Yeah, 2012. I think you've had that since 2012. Yeah. 20, yeah, yeah. It's It looks... The same as when you I know. picked it up back there. That's that's not you must have a really nice washer at the house. <laughs> well, um Teddy'll have you believe that he still hangs his clothes out outside to dry though, because he's a country boy. No, I've never done that. Uh that you'll never see me hang whenever you hang clothes on a um uh, like a, a whatever those are, clothes hanger outside, doesn't that just attract the texas chainsaw massacre <laughs> yeah and that what happens and there's going to be blood splatter all over the sheets 100 percent, dude yeah. hey keep the text coming by the way uh 405-651-3439 we got lots of college football content for you today i assure you that's good stuff um eric gray pack the palace let's see what we can do 60 65k pack the lower bowl Heck, if you if you buy enough tickets, maybe they'll even open it up. I know a bunch of people are all frustrated that the upper deck wasn't going to be open. I don't understand that, but keep buying tickets. Any scuttlebutt on the number of tickets that they've sold? I've so heard far? nothing. Do you uh, do you buy in uh, eight days? Do you think that like the mass majority of people that are going to come have already bought tickets? Or do you think some people next week on Wednesday, well, I guess get, get, get spring game tickets? I think that probably 75% have bought tickets. Um, I guess 24% are waiting to see what the weather's going to look like day of, right? maybe Wednesday, Thursday before they purchase the ticket. And 1% are still complaining about the $15 ticket price and 
will finally, at the last moment, relent. Well, I just want to see if they lower them down to five bucks <laughs> right before the game. That 15's outrageous. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, let's hit an opening timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the Air Cover Solutions text line. 651-3439. This hour of Locked In is brought to you by Elite Roofing Systems. Elite Roofing Systems is locally owned and operated, serving all of Oklahoma's roofing needs in the greater Oklahoma City and Tulsa area since 2010. When storms take a toll on your roof this spring, make the elite choice with Elite Roofing Systems. Visit EliteRoofOK.com for Locked in with McComas and Layman today. How about that? Live on the ref, we're the homeless Sooner fans. This hour is brought to you by Elite Roofing Systems. They're servicing all of Oklahoma's roofing needs, locally owned and operated, headquartered in Norman and Tulsa, and serving customers in the greater Oklahoma City area since 2010. Give them a call, 405-651-3094, Tulsa, 918-984-5475, EliteRoofing.com, Elite Roofing Systems. Bring you this hour of Locked In. Let's get to the text line here before we move on. Bought our tickets online two weeks ago and we'll be driving six hours from San Angelo, Texas to make the game. That's from James. Nice. Very nice. San Angelo, Texas. Six hours? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, Good stuff. I work six days a week. I will decide on the spring game when I close at noon on Saturday. Ah. Well, hopefully um, everything's good, weather's good, uh, everything's a go, so you make that decision as a yes. Uh, Teddy needs to grow a mustache, that is all. That'd be the only hair on his face. Just a straight mustache, um, probably not going to happen. Although, God, is that coming back? I feel like everyone did it like as a joke for a while, but I'm seeing growing more mustaches. More, yeah, okay, uh, it might be a joke or in just because something in style doesn't mean that it looks good. That's true. That's true. Not going to see one here. I mean, we, a lot of people wore skinny jeans there for a while, so the skinny jeans were in style. But did skinny jeans look good? Doesn't everyone still wear skinny jeans? I th- they've gotten more slim <laughs> over the years. We've, we we normalized a little bit. D- yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We haven't bought tickets yet. It's GA, so no big dig oh, no biggie. Yeah, that's true. Which is a good question. Is do you have to buy them online or can you buy them like as you know. walk I, up? I don't know if day of the game if they're going I I'm gonna I guess, guess it's all since they don't issue the ticket anymore. You probably gotta do it online. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Yeah, there's no ticket stub anymore. It's right. just all online, so probably so. Uh Teddy and I were kinda you know, doing a, a project before the show started today. The questions out on our Twitter page, uh, the ref, go, go follow us there if you haven't already. But I'm trying to figure out, like, one school that is bound to come back soon that's currently down when it comes to college football, but one school that's been down for a while that's never going to come back again. And we started our project by listing all of the teams, all of the major programs that are currently down. So we have USC and Washington out of the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. We've got Penn State and Nebraska currently in the Big Ten. We debated on Michigan, but Michigan made the playoff last year, so we said, okay, we'll leave them out. Uh, Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech in the ACC. Tennessee, Florida, and Auburn in the SEC. And Texas in the Big 12. So that's the group of teams that we're picking from here. One team that you have more confidence in than the others to come back 
and make it back to national prominence. But one team in that group that you don't see ever, ever getting back to elite status again in college football. Uh, it's so hard. Um, which we listed them on here. I don't know that they were ever really elite status. But like, they've at least been you like know. a Virginia Tech is probably the 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 one on there that was the least elite, sure. right? Um, but they've at least been known as like a nice, right. strong. Resp- I mean, there was still a time where they were going to BCS bowls, you know, and they haven't sniffed one of those in a long time. It's it's hard to say on anyone that they will never be back, but uh, I don't. Like Nebraska's the tough one, right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. Nebraska's the hard one, because like, because I can. I can talk about Miami, which you make fun of me all the time, and rightfully so, but there's things about Miami access. They're right there in the heart of one of the best recruiting states there is. Um, you know, tremendous history. They haven't been able to tap into the money down there in South Florida, but I think eventually they they have a chance to. I, 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 can, I can paint an easy picture on how Miami bounces back. Nebraska is difficult. Yeah, it is. You're in an area there's no recruits anywhere near you. You've got to you've got to everything has to be absolutely perfect. Now, is it possible? Yes, but elite status, I would probably say Nebraska has to be the least likely to get back to that elite of elite. Yeah, uh, by the way, in that Virginia Tech category, Washington is there as well. Yeah. I mean, they, they have been a – I guess Washington's at least split for a national championship in 91. Virginia Tech's never done that. The, the team I'm most confident in getting back is Florida. You know how I yeah. feel about Billy Napier. I think he's a really good head coach. I think he hired a lot of really good assistants. Um, I mean, you mentioned the challenges of Nebraska. I mean, they're, they're, they're obvious. But Florida is right in the heart of that state where all the talent is. That's right. Um, maybe Florida is always going to be a program that's up and down, but the first team out of this group to get back is going to be the Gators. And I won't be shocked if it happens as soon as 2023, where they're really starting to turn it on. I, I think you can get back really quickly at, at, at Florida. So that's who I'm most confident in. Least confident in, um, I think it's Texas. Because you can talk about the issues at Nebraska, and it's true, but Texas has a different issue than anyone else. The problem is everyone else sees the culture issue that they have, except them. We all on the outside see what's going on at Texas and see the issues and the problems and the hurdles. But either, one, they don't see it themselves, or two, they're too arrogant enough to fix it. And if they always have that environment, they're never going to win again at an elite level. You know, one of the things that everyone says as a positive for Texas is the amount of donor money that they have access to, right? Yeah. Same thing with A and M. But here's the thing, man. Whenever you donate a lot of money somewhere, that comes with like demands. Access, right? Influence. The more money you take from donors, the more 
access and influence those donors are going to want. So you there's a point of diminishing return on donor money, right? Like an election, you take a lot of exactly. money from the outside. It's like, hey, I'm giving you this money with the understanding, and yeah. you may not necessarily agree with that, but you have to do it later on in your term because yes. that individual gave you a whole lot of money. Oh, yeah, totally, you want, hey, whoa, 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 you, what about your election uh, fund that we just donated to? You want to get reelected or not? We'll pull that right back if you don't start, you know, hitting these talking points out on the out on the election trail. It's the same thing. I think that's a great example of it. You know, there's a point of diminishing return to where you're selling essentially influence over the program. Now, there's a certain amount of that that you have to do, right? Like that has to happen. And I think for the most part, a lot of schools folks are happy to to donate money to be a part of it. Um and to have some access, but hey, you guys know what you're doing up there. I, you know, I'll let you run things. We, we, we're happy to donate. You know, we want some perks here and there, but we're not going to try and tell you who to who to start and who to, you know, who to play. Texas doesn't seem to get that, grasp that. No. And that's, so. and that's why I think that they're a long ways off from being consistently elite. They're allowed to have a good season. They had a good season in 2018. They won the Sugar Bowl. But what's happened since then? I mean, they, they don't – like, there's so many things that impact them with poor culture, and having one good season is one of those things. They cannot sustain any level of consistency. Right. And I've always laughed, man, when people have said, well, yeah, I mean – you know, you use Sixth Street and how cool Austin is as a city. I mean, you say that they use that for recruiting, but those 17 and 18 kids, you're old, they don't care about that because they can't take any, you know, they can't take in some of that enjoyment of Sixth Street and all that. Well, that's someone that's never been around a college town before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. 18-year-old football players can get in anywhere they want in a college town. Um, somehow, I promise you. Somehow I you gain access you. one way or another. So 6th right? Street is an issue, and it's a problem. Well, here's the thing. And I don't even, I've never even been to 6th Street, but I, I've been to some places that I, I, I'm guessing are similar where you don't even necessarily need to be in any of the bars or clubs that are happening down there. Just being out and around it is is kind of access enough. There's kind of a party going on outside too. But yeah, man, I I think I think Texas is a good one. Um, I'll tell you who I think is most likely, and you're not going to like it. Tennessee. No, well. I think Tennessee is is right there. Don't say USC. Tennessee's problem is the difficulty in the conference they're in. Yeah, it's the University of Southern Cal. <sighs> Money, check. Access to recruits, check. Plenty of history and tradition and, gosh, an unbelievable list of, of NFLers and former players, check. Um whether you want to agree with it or not, probably a not. Good coach, no, check. No, no, I'm not. Now, is Lincoln Riley necessarily the coach that's absolutely going to do it? I don't know. Time will tell. But the right coach there 
and it absolutely okay. will happen. Yeah, it's definitely fair to say that SC has resources. But and their conference right now, totally it, winnable. It, it It is, but there is a giant X factor to USC being back. And Oregon? It's, it's SEC West out there. Yeah. Uh, if they get it going, man, and even if Oregon gets it going, USC will still be allowed to get some really good players in the state of California, but... It's going to stunt their growth quite a bit if Oregon becomes SEC West out there, starts ripping off Pac-12 championships and going to the playoff. Right. Well, here's the thing, though. Would you agree that Alabama has been on and continues to be on uh, one of the most dominant runs it's in college dominant. football history? It's the most dominant. Right. Well, during that run... We've seen Georgia rise. We've seen Louisiana State rise for a championship. We we're, It looks like, to me, we're seeing Tennessee start to put something together. Put that you, L in that all, Burn. Yeah. Um, so, I think there's almost a, to still a, a, a phrase that maybe loosely fits the situation, a high tide raises all boats. I, if Oregon starts playing really well, and I, I think both of those teams playing well is going to help both of those teams continue to play well, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess what do you mean by getting back? Because um, I, I don't I don't see it being a national championship. I no. mean, they can get back to the playoff. But well, I think his his style is – there's a, there's a ceiling to it because he can only win on one side of the ball, and that's it. That's not conducive to winning titles to me. Right. I, th- I consider in this era, in this era, I consider being back and <laughs> making it to a college football playoff. It is more difficult than it's ever been to win a championship. And – all of the teams that we've listed today is none of those. They've won championships. None of them have won a championship in this era, right? So, God, what, where did this one come from? I think I've heard people say that before. Era, Ugh. right? <laughs> Most of the name mispronunciations just kind of you know whatever by now, but. The era one is definitely getting to Which, me. by the way, I see a text there. Alabama, where's Teddy from? We've got a new listener I, this here. Is definitely. This is listener number 31 or 32 or whatever listener we're at 32, now. welcome to the show. Don't you think the strong defensive line class that A&M signed will be tough on OU in two to three years? No. At one time, Dindy and Overton both appeared to be OUs, and we got who instead? Uh, no, I do not. Uh, think that A&M's strong defensive line is going to be a problem for Oklahoma in two or three years. I do not. I think would they have like five defensive linemen in this class? I think of the five, you'll have one great player, one good player, uh, one transfer, and two never touch the field. Yeah, that's that's probably about right. Maybe honestly. maybe two tra- tra- transfer and one never touch the field, but you'll have a you'll probably have a great and a good out of those five. If you lose to Kansas in your home stadium, you will never be back. Texas is done. You know, Texas had to kick a walk off field goal in what was it, twenty nineteen? I think it was to to beat KU. If they don't, if Dicker the kicker misses that field goal in Austin. Texas has lost to Kansas three out of the past five years. They have yeah. a losing record 
uh, in the past five years against KU. Was it was it twenty nineteen? Is that right? Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, I know it was because was it the year after they lost to him? No. Um. The no 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 no. They they. Yeah. I think it was twenty. God, what was it? Twenty sixteen when they Charlie Strong's last year. Twenty sixteen they yeah, lost to him. You're so right, and it's funny because it was they. Lost to Louisiana State in that tight game, second game of the year, right? 45-38. They lost to Oklahoma in a tight game, 34-27. But so they were playing, you know, good football. Beat Oklahoma State in there, uh, beat West Virginia. But yeah, Kansas, 50-48 at home. And there was a clock malfunction there. Yeah. That that caused uh, Texas to win. All right, uh, still lost to TCU, though. Still Go lost figure. to TCU. Do, will the streak continue with the new coaching staff? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Probably it's, so. it's ingrained in there by now. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. A uh, special four-hour episode of The Rush, and hour number one continues. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Nice umbrella, Brad. Are you expecting some rain? Well, it could rain any time here at you. I called it locked in uh, last segment, whatever. We'll just call it the rush for the rest of this hour. It's fine. You got any big plans tomorrow? Yeah. Big Saturday plans? You want to watch uh, Kitty Baseball or something? Because I was going to invite you to the joint bachelor bachelorette party I'm uh, attending tomorrow in Midtown OKC. Well, I would love to come to that. However... I have a strict policy of not attending uh, <laughs> dual bachelor bachelorette parties. Yeah, because um, was it you that was that one that went horribly wrong? No, I know someone. Right, I I didn't go, but like someone from my hometown, they did that. I think they called off the wedding because right. of it. That's <laughs> what I heard. Not sure, like it was decided allegedly on on the joint bachelor. Like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Sorry, I don't think they ever got married. But we're doing so. We're doing that tomorrow. Um, isn't a joint bachelor bachelorette party? Isn't that just like the rehearsal dinner night? That, like, that's kind of what you're doing. So, wh- what is the point? Okay. Of this? So wh- uh, here's what we're doing. We're doing like we're all getting on bikes and we're biking around Midtown and we're stopping at five different breweries okay. around the OKC area, which, <laughs> what could go wrong there? Biking to five different breweries in two, I think it's two two or three hours, whatever it is. So, yeah, we talked about my bachelor party last summer, and I don't think that there was ever a thought of doing a joint one, but you made fun of it, even the thought of that, which is, which is fine. But is it okay to have a joint bachelor bachelorette no. party? When both parties have already been married before. This is not their first marriage. Still a no? No. Not okay. I don't even think you're a... Are you a... I guess it's the same thing. Uh, but it's not like... A bachelor party is supposed to be like the last hoorah, right? You can't have the last hoorah twice. well you definitely can't have it when it's a joint with the bachelorette crew it's almost like a like you you're not i think this is right isn't it bad form to have a wedding shower if it's your second wedding 
See, I don't know the rules to this, man. I, I'm going to try to not get to that conversation. That's currently my goal. Right. But I don't know. I, text line's got an opinion on everything. This one says Lincoln Riley had a joint bachelorette <laughs> bachelor party. Oh, wow. I was really close to clowning you on the biking around to the different bars. Why? I, uh, What's I wrong with know. that? I was going to try and make it sound incredibly dorky, but uh, I remembered that there's something in Michigan that they have. It's almost like a bike parade type of deal where it's just like a massive pub crawl and everyone's on bikes. Yeah, and that sounds amazing. Like thousands of people go to sounds it. Sounds a lot of fun. I never went to it, but I remember everyone talking about it. If anyone on the text line has heard of what that is in Michigan, let us know. Uh, look, all right, uh, Teddy, is intervention now needed for Tyler's uh, fact-denying hatred of USC and what is capable of? Not saying I think Lincoln is the coach he thinks he is, but let's move on. Um, perhaps Dixie and Tulsa could be on to something here, and I've said it. Tyler is able to hold a grudge longer than – Anyone I've ever seen still hates Tennessee because he picked them back-to-back years to be really good. Um, still hates Georgia because he picked them when uh, Mark Richt was there to to win the SEC, and it didn't happen. I, am I missing anyone? Uh, you're missing about half Michigan? the other teams out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dang, just tuned in, and Teddy is putting in four hours today. Inflation must be hitting hard. Got to gas up that monster truck. Got to gas up the monster truck. Unfortunately... Hour number one is free, okay? <laughs> Tyler, that is the way those dual bachelor and bachelorette parties usually turn out when you have them at the General Lee. Oh, that's a Chickasha <laughs> reference. <laughs> I told you about the General Lee and Chickasha, haven't I? Uh, uh, it, okay, everyone has a bar in their hometown that is like the General Lee yeah. in Chickasha. Every, everyone, if you've been to one of them, you've been to basically all of yeah, them. The Oasis in Fort Gibson. Yeah, exactly. Which the General Lee is a you know much cooler name, but uh, I wonder if they had to change the name. Actually, I I'm guessing the Oasis from Fort Gibson is from the Garth Brooks song, but I don't know. Uh, that would be my guess. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that they thought that deep into it. You don't? No, I don't think so. It makes a lot of sense, but unless I don't there's know. like a neon moon in Sepulpa somewhere. No, there's a neon moon at 70% of the towns in Oklahoma. Uh, I went, uh, uh, let me see, let me proofread this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went on a bachelor pro- party of a pro baseball player and the wives' girlfriends were invited. I told the future groom that it was a bad idea and to get a prenup before saying I do. The marriage lasted three years and after his son was born, she took him to town on child support huh. and alimony. Uh, well, hey, you know what? I guess they're not all going to work out. And, hey, I think if if this couple has decided to do a joint bachelor-bachelorette party, then they must really enjoy each other's company. And I think part of uh, marriage is really enjoying each other's company, right? Yeah. So maybe they're off on the right foot. The Who jack, am I to judge? The jack of clubs in Owasso. I guess that's <laughs> another one. Uh, Mulligans in Muskogee. What is Norman's? Oh, my gosh. Probably Henry Hudson's on the west side of town. There's a couple of them. Or Mooney's just outside 
Norman. Well, you have Henry Hudson's on the on the west side, kind of checks that box. It used to be, is Blue Bonnet still there on Main Street? Oh, yeah, dude. It still has that shot and a beer for five bucks <laughs> sign out. It's I, Ever since I've been around Norman, it's yeah. had that. Blue Bonnet, and I guess, um, oh, gosh, we talked about it recently. What was the one over there on campus over by the dorms? Uh, Mr. Bills. Mr. Bills. Yeah. That was kind of... That was kind of one of those type of uh, places too. Which, hey, man, if you can if you can support multiple dive bars in your hometown, that's it's a commitment, man. That's commitment. Yeah, that's a real college town. That's right. How many of those you got, Austin? Yeah, none. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. Opinions, you've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. Elite Roofing Systems bringing you hour number one of the rush today. Teddy and Tyler back to four hours for this one day on Friday. Uh, did you catch any of the baller last night just mowing down Texas hitters left and right? Oh, my gosh. What uh, an unbelievable performance. I didn't see that, but I did see, um, I guess, Texas softball uh, posted a – one of the hitters had a double. And what is it? Cardiac Texas. Here it, comes the cardiac Longhorns yeah, again. Yeah, they had runners like on second and third with nobody out in the bottom of the sixth. OU up 3 nothing. And Jordy strikes out the next three hitters. Right. New episode of uh, Diamond Envy is out, and I let off talking about that today. Is you know, there's so many things to be impressed about with with Jordy Ball, the velocity, the changing of speeds. The thing I'm most impressed with, man, is dude, the fact that when the going gets tough, she gets going. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a situation that phases her. The crowd was into it. Second and third, nobody out. She like turned into the best version of herself and struck out the next three hitters. Yeah, like that is not common. That's not very common for a senior. That's not c- common at all for a true freshman. Right. Her. Mi- I mean, how just mentally tough she is is unmatched, man. Yeah, it's unmatched. Extremely confident. Um, you know, continues to push through even after giving up a couple. That's. That's awesome. Uh, that's why she's so great at such a young age. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of The Rush coming up next. Sports Talk, 1400 AM. Carry.